Welcome to the Weekly Review, a Radio Primavera sound show which helps the aged keep up with some of the contemporary pop culture that drives a lot of conversations these days. The music the kids are listening to, the shows you cannot miss, the topics that trend with threads and threads of discussion that lead to nowhere in particular, but keep the mind buzzing with the mundane. If you don't want to be left out, keep listening because you may learn a thing or two that'll help you seem relevant in a table discussion with those under 27. At the table of wisdom sit Ben Cardew, Marvai Berdu. Hello. Hey. <laughs> myself, Johan Wald, and keeping things technically impeccable on the other side of the glass, David Camilleri. Let's get on with it. Woke up to more news regarding our mother festival, Primavera Sound 2023. So celebrate the double weekend like this year, but divided in two cities, Barcelona from the 1st to the 3rd of June and the following weekend in Madrid, capital of Spain, if your geography is weak. <laughs> that is, this is incredible news, isn't it? Uh, yeah, can I just ask you something? Because you love Madrid, don't you? You lived I... there for very many years. Yes, as you did. Well, a year, a year. Oh, you only did a year. Okay, I did 15. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit better. Have you lived in Madrid, Mom? No, not yet. Have you ever been to Madrid? On oh, these? Literally once. What? It's only two and a half hours away on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're I'm, not part of... I thought your generation would keep going to Madrid on weekends because yeah, it was like... Yeah, but I always say that I'm, I'm just an observer. I'm like a warrior of the cool people. So I can talk about them, but I, I'm not part of the people that go out. <laughs> but I see what they're doing, so I can report on them. But I... Nope, just once. But Johan, can I ask, where is the Ciudad de Rock? So this and, uh, Arganda del Rey is actually quite far out of Madrid. It's it's like, I think it was a 40-minute drive because we used to cover, they, they, they kind of built this, well, built, habilitated this large, large field to host the Rock in Rio Festival in 2011, if my memory serves me well. So it's this massive, massive esplanade of, uh, and they've put fountains and everything. And uh, I remember there was a nice grassy area for the large uh, stage. And then there was two other stages, but obviously Primavera will do, will do its own thing. And uh, so it's not exactly in the center. Um, it, it, there will be public transport, but it is far out. It's not like Barcelona's Primavera where you can do things during the day in Barcelona center. And uh, then, and then you're, you practically have the festival on your doorstep near the hotels. Um, th there'll be, well, it's just a 40-minute drive out. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But there's good public transport, right? There's, a, there's good public transport. There's, you know, there's, there's ways of getting there. But it's, yes, it'll, it'll just be different because it is kind of in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> the, the site. But um, 
but yeah, but uh, we don't know anything else yet. There, there will be more details coming up in the upcoming weeks of the lineups and this kind of stuff. We well, lineup, I don't know. There's not much we can say. All we know that it's the date has been confirmed. It's been announced this morning at 9:30 on social media, and we're looking forward to hearing more news from that and all the other festivals. And one more thing, Johan, why do you like Madrid so much? I just think it's one of the most sophisticated cities. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's a it's a top tier city where if you don't earn much money, you can still have a great time. Unlike in Paris, London, Barcelona, um, New York, uh, Tokyo, you know Madrid. Uh, you can go to the poshest neighborhood and you will still find a nice Manolo bar, as we call those sort of working class bars, where you can have a nice incredible menu of gallos and all that incredible Madrid tapas food for like 11 euros or something like that. You know, you don't feel like you're being duped like a tourist, like in... Sorry, I'm a little bit like uh, I'm a little bit um, salty because I just came back from Granada this weekend, where the tapas culture is totally ridiculous, uh, in the sense of you get so, all these courtesy tapas and stuff just for ordering a simple little two euro caña, and it's like, why, why, why am I being rubbed left, right, and center in my hometown of Barcelona? Where did we go wrong? When did Barcelona become Paris? You know, <laughs> why, why, why everywhere you go, you go to Madrid, you go to Granada, you go to Malaga, you eat cheaply, you can, you can, you, you don't feel like a precarious loser, you know, uh, all of a sudden you're like living a great quality of life. Anyway, Madrid is always booming, it's a great city, it's, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I need to prepare my speech more, Ben. You caught me off guard. I no, love I'm, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I didn't want to sound like I was, I was anti-Madrid. That my question was a bit harsh. It's just like I know you really like it, um, mm. and you spent a lot longer there than, than I have. So I'm just kind of quite quite interested. I, I had a very very nice time there as well. But I, f- I don't feel very qualified to talk about it. And it's a very welcoming city. Like every, it's, it's everyone's just like out there to have a good time. It doesn't matter. People go out on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. No matter if they have to wake up at seven in the morning and do all this work and stuff. And people are super open. And I don't know. It's just a very very cozy city, hospitable city. Everyone is welcomed like royalty, even if you're just, you know, look I say. It's a special city, and it's great that we're going to be having our festival there. Uh, I imagine, uh, yeah, well, Twitter is Twitter's on fire. There's a lot, lots of news, lots of news today to comment. Um, but never mind uh, Spanish uh, culture. <laughs> um, we're going to listen to. Uh, we're we're, we're going <laughs> to. Don't get the. W- <laughs> I don't know how to lead. Don't get this. the wrong idea. Don't get the wrong idea. Let's listen to this music in the background. But don't get the willy nillies. We're not part of the Queen of England's jubilee. Mar is getting royally skeptic with the latest news surrounding the English monarchy, and as is her natural state, her mind is already conjuring up all sorts of conspiracy theories. And I've got to say, I'm not ready for that headline. <laughs> Take it away, Mar. Yeah, here's my hot take. My hot take, and I feel like everybody else's, but here we go. They are soft-launching the Queen's death, and I have proof. And we all have proof, because we are all being soft-launched the Queen's death on the internet and everywhere. (laughs) No! (laughs) It is happening, and and it's something that if you pay a little bit of attention, you will see, and I will show you what... (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to see because we have been thrown um, in our faces a few random pieces of information or news regarding the queen, the queen that have been spread over the month and, and the days, and it they seem like quite like casual um, news and headlines. Like, but I, as a person that has never been chilled 
about anything in life. <laughs> I know that there's nothing casual and improvised about any of these headlines that have been popping on my feed and everywhere. I know everything's thought out and nothing is not intentional. In, inten, intentional? Intentional. Intentional, yeah. So the first thing that caught my eye, I was like, there's something happening here, was on the 16th of November when they announced, and I quote, because I'm not making this up because this was the headline, the Queen, that they announced that the Queen had entered a new phase, whatever that means, <laughs> mm -hmm. and we may not see her until February. Experts say, what experts? What is a new phase? Why isn't... Why would will this new phase begin in February? I don't get it. And so that it makes was, me think like she's gone goth or something like that. That'd be yeah, brilliant. Like yeah. she's working out. She's Pe growing out. People she's were speculating black. like, is she getting a BBL like a Brazilian bad lift? Like <laughs> <laughs> because everyone everyone now is getting a BBL. Oh so God. everyone was like, is your mum is not going to be happy. Your oh mom. my goodness, <laughs> mum. I'm sorry. I'm just reporting where the people were speculating. I'm just a simple reporter. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, that's what, we were left with only this headline because people don't click on the news and we all know that. If you click on an article, I bet it's blank because they all know nobody's going to click on that. So the important stuff is always on the headline. And the headline said that. So we had to figure out what it meant. We were left to, to I don't know, to know what was going on. And pe some people said um, she maybe got a BBL and that was the reason. But then um, February came and the 14th of February came and the Queen... She maybe back from her BBL if that was <laughs> no, uh, was happening, <laughs> but uh, um, we didn't know. So that was a speculation. But a, a new headline dropped, and it said, "It was revealed that it is the Queen's sincere wish that Camilla is crowned as Queen Consort when Charles what? takes the throne." So now, it's it's like an another. If you add this to the previous headline, it's like we get a little bit more the sense of what they're hinting at. Uh -huh. um, it's, it seems like casual if you just open Twitter or your news um, app or whatever you get this headline on. Uh -huh. um, and it seems like, oh, if you forgot about November, it seems like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm, I don't know, they're trying to... To, to just say that and and that's a random piece of information but no it's not I have to to emphasize that it nothing about this is casual it, there's a bigger motive behind that and just a few days ago on the 20th of February um we had the last headline well not the last because um at by the end of this uh, of my rant I will give you the last um headline um but <laughs> the second to last headline um that to me, put the pu puzzle together that said that the Queen has COVID. I know. I got very nervous when I saw that <laughs> yes, yesterday or day before yesterday. I saw it from the cut. <laughs> the, 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 our only, our only <laughs> source of information. <laughs> yeah. It's not on the cut. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not relevant. It's not relevant. It's not, it's not relevant. <laughs> well, all these apparent pieces of information that may seem like have nothing to do with each other um, regarding the Queen, once put together, make perfect sense as a whole. And it proves that they had a clear intention from the beginning and it's that the royal palace is soft-launching the queen's what? death with uh, this 
small, like taking step by step, slowly hinting at the idea that she may or may not be already that. That was my my <sighs> take, but I don't think so. Um, or at least they are hinting that it's something that it's coming very very soon. So when it comes, it's not something that we didn't expect at all. Like subconsciously, we have been already been trained to think that it's coming with this news. Um, and then we will be ready to, well, maybe not in Spain, but whoever is living in the UK, will be ready to do the absolute most and go out and, and do all the posts and and all the parades or whatever they do when the Queen dies, when it's finally announced. So, when it, if, if, if the, When the day comes... <laughs> the world, the world is finished. The, the, you know, because that's the last bastion. I mean, because I'm not going to believe any more heads of state or anything. I'm sick of them all. But the only one I have patience with is Queen Liz. I can't help it. I, I don't, I'm, I don't believe in the royal family. I don't think uh, all that money should go there. But, but the Queen is the Queen. She is, the, the, she's the one Queen that I can hold on to. And it's like I can't, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for a world without Queen. Well, Liz. they want you to be because that's what they're doing. They're, they're treating us like babies so we get the news slowly that's kind of nice of her yeah. if this if, if, if this is her intention. decision it's like look let them get prepared rather yeah. than just slowly. shock them with yeah. the news because we know how you know i mean <laughs> britain without queen liz i mean can you imagine having the re- that re- you know with with w- what's happening with andrew and all this uh, never mind sorry continue Mark. sorry for interrupting well to me that is a brilliant PR idea, and I know in my bones that it was the <laughs> the intern's idea, like the the intern who works at the palace, and probably he is also gay. Um, <laughs> the gay intern's idea, because no one, no one that is older than an intern would be, um, it has this idea because it, this comes from someone who is constantly on TikTok and on Twitter because. <laughs> Soft launching has been a thing that we have been talking about in this side of the internet for, I think it was September when everybody was obsessed with it because it was like soft launch September. But Oh, so th- so September is the month for soft launching on social media or... Yeah, kind no. of, but um, it it was it just was the timing that people got really into it and and people talked about it. And I'm gonna go into further, but because it it, it was September for a reason. But um, yeah, okay. So what, <laughs> what am I talking when I say self-launching um uh, on the internet and in this sense of internet slang? And and I love that the queen is into it too. Um, <laughs> And where did it originate from? Because soft launching, yes. yeah, the, because nothing to do with like soft openings, like hotels when they open. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Soft launching has been around for ages. Yeah, it's kind yes, of yeah. like a marketing term, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but in in a sense of internet slang, like okay, because, right. Um, that's what the Queen is doing, and we want to get to know her better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first time someone used the term to soft launch in this way that we're talking about, it was on a tweet by the actress Rachel Senot that. I don't know if you've seen Shiva Baby. It's on filming. It's a very good film. It's very funny. Shiva Baby. Yeah, it's it's like a a very short, easy, funny film. You sh- you should watch it. Is it by this g- actress who's a comedian and she yeah. wrote it, right? I think I, I've got it on my watch list. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. Well, she's super funny and also on Twitter. Um, and in July last year, she tweeted, "Congrats <sighs> on the Instagram soft launch of your boyfriend." Um, in in how do you call that in quotes well yeah um, because P- 
speak on story, elbow on on side profile only. Um, brackets, right? Brackets, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know how to make you imagine the tweet. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's a side profile? When you see someone, like, when side, you, right? yeah, like oh, 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 literally oh, okay. the side I thought it was like something on Instagram that, like, something that it's not obvious a face of someone, like oh. only an elbow, maybe a side profile, but very, very side, like almost backwards. Oh, okay, okay. Like, something that it's hinting, like. I thought so, it was like a part of the interface uh, of Instagram. Sorry, okay. No, no, no. Uh -huh. So basically, she named a very needed term to refer to those people who leave hints on Instagram of a significant other or someone they potentially could be romantically involved with, but we cannot really tell because they're not making it obvious. <laughs> but they're making it like they're hinting it in the most subtle and mysterious ways. And she even explained it further for those who didn't understand the tweet and said... I was quarantining at home with my family and my sisters and I noticed how on Instagram all the girls who had logged down with a quarantine boyfriend were starting to suddenly post them on, on their feet. Hang on, sorry to interrupt. What is this quarantine boyfriend like when you It just hooked up with someone and they quarantined you with you? You got stuck with this person you maybe barely met. So you got stuck together and quarantined for this long time. So That's a then whole you thread. That's a whole thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a lot of quarantine couples that now... That became a thing after Because I heard a, a lot of uh, quarantine divorces breakups, yeah. and breakups. Like but people who've been dating for a long time about, since boyfriends. they're always working and stuff. That You know, all of a sudden spending so much time together or with kids even, it was a bit stressful. But the whole, the other thing... The other of side the, of the, the coin, other side, yeah. I've, ne ah. I've definitely seen some really like smug articles. Like, we went on a date, spent the night, and then we thought, oh, uh, we'd quarantine together. Totally. <laughs> Three months later, we're totally in love. Like, Shut, oh. Shut up. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, continuing with what Sorry, Rachel <laughs> was saying, um, well, they were talking about this, and we and they, and she says we were joking about how people were posting their boyfriends the same way companies tease a product like a sneak peek, but not the whole thing. And that's what soft launch. Like I, I could not explain it better. It's literally that, like presenting your boyfriend or partner or whoever as if it's like a sneak peek of a product or like a movie or something like just hinting that it's happening and and not um showing the whole product it's I, amazing okay i have a question do you think mark because you're constantly observing internet and people's behavior not just celebrities but regular people mm -hmm. right you follow a lot of strangers <laughs> and i don't mean that I'm to sound creep. weird <laughs> <Do> <laughs> it <you>? did <laughs> i i have this this feeling but i'd like to do you think girls post more photos of their boyfriends than boys do of their girlfriends actually i saw someone point that out and i think they're correct that the way girls soft launched and the way boys soft launch is different so girls will sh soft launch their boyfriend like maybe with this like a story showing an elbow like rachel said or or a side profile or or something that hints you There's another person, like uh, a dinner, and there's a, another glass, like there's mm -hmm. two glasses or something. Something that hints at the possibility of, of this person or, or maybe showing a part of their body or whatever. And the boys will soft launch by posting uh, a picture of themselves, like um, them sightseeing something, and then they will tag the photographer. Yeah. And it's normally is like the girl, like... Um, I don't know, maybe a picture of them seeing the, the, the Tour Eiffel or something and then saying, oh, the best views, whatever. And then if you look closely, uh, there's like the 
like the emoji of the camera and then someone else tagged. Uh-huh. And it probably is the girl that took the picture, but there you have to look at the details. It's not obvious. It's not there. You don't know if he was there with someone. It's he's tagging the photographer. <laughs> I like this. I like this Mark, a lot. You open a detective agency. <laughs> your, your, your talents are being squandered here on this podcasting thing. You need to be like the best detective. You're the you're like Poirot or what was it? Ag- Agatha Christie? No, what was the famous murder she wrote? But the young oh my god the reboot Mar like as the young uh, Angela Lansbury uh, murder she wrote oh yeah, god yeah, 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 yeah. I know which would one. we have a role in this please can we have a role I know obviously we have to be it would be like the bungling cops wouldn't we yeah. be like, oh I don't think there's anything, <laughs> any, anything bad here you know oh my Natural god causes. this is we could even make a fiction out of it or, or or you're like Selena Gomez in the series of uh, oh. mur- only murders left in the in the building but with this kind of stuff but uh, uh, okay so but uh, but speaking of this thing of uh, girls doing the soft um, Lunch. launching of their boyfriends, isn't there a general fear of seeming too eager by posting photos of someone you've only been dating for a short period of time and like the fear of making a fool of yourself if you split up like by the third weekend or well, something? That's why you soft launch. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the whole purpose. Like we're too afraid of looking like clowns. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. post this guy and then someone's going to ask me and it's going, oh no, he ghosted me the next day. And now it's like, okay, so I'm not going to like get into the danger zone of being heartbroken and then people knowing that I've been dumped by this person that I very proudly posted Mm. so i don't want to be like the clown in the situation so if that person does me wrong um nobody kind of knows who did that or or if that happened because i never even got to the point to 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 show him and i maybe you said the third week but i feel like now um short the, the concept of short period of time is getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> like maybe you've been dating for two years and it's still like, <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know about this. I'm going to no. just post uh, a little bit of, of his hand or if he's into like, yeah, like the, the concept of time is kind of shifting, I feel. Well, I, can I just say, I don't think we've yet worked out how to date in the social media era. Because like, you remember how like how difficult the whole relationship status on Facebook was. Like oh, a few I'm getting years ago. into that, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. she's getting into it. She's yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, I've read, yeah. I've read. But oh, there's, because the, just, just another little interruption. Do you remember, you were maybe too small, Mar, or too young, sorry, but uh, since you are kind of into the 2014 Tumblr, or were, mm-hmm. there was a moment, more in the MySpace days, when it was kind of cool to have like an indie rocker boyfriend. And it was a little bit cringy because girls were like doing this, not, not soft launching, like, like it was an aspiration and you could see other girls who didn't have an indie rocker boyfriend, like a boyfriend who played in a band. And they'd be like, kind of like, oh, all my friends have like a cool boyfriend who plays in a band. I don't know. It was, it was kind of like a thing. Who was it? Daisy Lowe. I think it was all because Daisy Lowe was dating uh, Jack something and they were on the cover of ID of ID magazine. And, it beca- and Pete Doherty with Kate Moss and uh, Sofia Coppola with Thomas Myers from Phoenix. So it became kind of this trend like you weren't cool enough if your boyfriend or girlfriend, but especially girls, it was, you know, it was more girls with boyfriends. If you didn't have a boyfriend who played in a band that was playing in a festival, even if it was like a four in the afternoon slot. I don't know. Do you it have any perception of this? It still is a thing, but it, you then would have to soft launch this um, <laughs> cool boyfriend. But it still totally is, and it's still the same. Like, um, look at Courtney uh, dating... Um, Travis Baker. Oh, no, Courtney. Oh, oh, oh my get God. Get then. into the day. Courtney Kardashian. Oh, my God. Look at my life. <laughs> 
no. Well, yeah. The, 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 uh, everything, like the cool guy today now is like an emo Pete Davidson, broker. no? Yeah, Pete Davidson, Someone with mental, Kelly. Uh, mental, mental fragility, no? With tattoos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ill-looking, like, yeah. and, uh, yeah, and funny. Yeah. Well, after the Tommy Lee's Pamela Anderson series, which I, is also... They, I feel like they did that because that's like the eat couple now again. Like a hot um, girl and a emo rocker dude a bad boy yeah a bad, bad boy, boy yeah. basically yeah yeah by the way i was listening to that podcast you recommended of the two girls talking about uh celebrity books oh yeah yeah because yeah. i couldn't sleep the other night mm. and i was like oh, I'm gonna, oh and i played and, and talking about tommy lee and stuff they dragged him <laughs> gloriously <laughs> they, they were very very entertaining um <laughs> listen shout out to what's their name celebrity memoir book club that's it celebrity memoir book club uh yeah sorry continue yeah so I know you noticed too because um, I I'm not, I'm not only a creep but <laughs> like <as> I, <laughs> because uh, not only creeps notice that it's so obvious everybody's doing it and it's my favorite game like seeing it it keeps me addicted to social media media playing this detective as you said and trying to solve who is dating who having the smallest clues like give me less give me less i can solve it i can solve it with even less clues and this is my serotonin like a, a mentally ill person but you truly like can tell me you don't feel like uh, solving the most exciting riddle when you see like a purposely put on frame food of someone on a story of whoever. It doesn't even matter who posts that story. I'm still solving a, the riddle. Or a hand on a shoulder, like maybe she's taking a video and you see just in a, in a frame of a second, a hand on a shoulder and like, and you can tell it's someone important and that's nothing, there's nothing casual about that frame in that specific second and you know they posted it for you to see not not for me but someone else to see but I'm the one solving the case um or some <laughs> of you see someone else's belongings in 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 a table or whatever put just casually there and you know there's nothing casual about that and I need the thing is as I said it doesn't even have to be celebrities for me to be like solving all these riddles even though celebrities also love to do that with which it seems like something casual people would only do. Not celebrities are super into it too. They the last um, couples that have been like out have been launched through soft launching. Like Kourtney Kardashian, who is no longer soft launching, she's dating Travis Barker. But when she first introduced introduced him to her Instagram, it was through a peak of her hands, um, her hand and his intertwine and, and it was like, it was not the face um, that you could see, it was just the hand. So it was a bit of a soft launch, but the queen of actual <laughs> soft launching um, boyfriend or whatever, because it's not or only death. about... Yeah. But apart from the queen, the other queen is Bella Hadid, um, because she first let us see a glimpse of her new boyfriend um, through uh, a photo dump. So, you know, when you post a lot of photos and there's like yeah. 10 in the same post. And it was on the last one of, of a photo dump she posted. Like you, it was a vacation post or something and there was nothing really exciting about it. But once you got to the last one, there was a very blurry picture 
of her kissing someone. You could not tell who that person was. It was very blurry and, and just perfect for a soft launch. Like, yes, I'm dating someone. No, you cannot tell who it is. Yes, I'm very casual about it. It's only the last picture of a photo dump. Lam Look, I'm going to say it once. Enough with the blurry photo. Trying to act all mysterious and poised, you in, you people. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all in for the blurry picture. I know. It's, and some, I know it's your it's, generation, the blurry thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, the and bad photo. I know photo. it's tacky already. It's like kind of starting to be chuggy, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving it up yet. I, I want Bella Hadid to post more blurry I don't know pictures. why I get like FOMO from like when people do really good content like with the blurry thing or uh, I don't or the or these filters that I don't know it's like oh, uh, why didn't I think of this like I don't know it, 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 yeah, I don't know I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not down with the blurry photo that's all I want to <laughs> say continue sorry <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, I, it's not even celebrities, even though I love whatever celebrities decide to do. I'm all in for it, and I appreciate them keep being a celebrity. <laughs> um, but I, the, the ones that get me hooked the most is the most random person in my Instagram feed that decides to soft launch something. It, got, it has me going full-on detective mode, like someone from my high school I haven't spoken to in years that I know nothing of their life can have me having the most fun for weeks. And, and it suddenly becomes this um, topic, the most interesting topic me and my friends discuss. And it feels like we're playing uh, like real-life Cluedo, or is it called Clu Cluedo? In Cluedo. Cluedo. Oh, ah, I it my, oh yeah. Yeah, here we said Cluedo. Cluedo, yeah. yeah. Cluedo. <laughs> Spanish people. Um, <laughs> Spanish people. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, as you were saying late, uh, before, Ben, at the time we're living now, it feels like it's a total 180 from the Facebook era because back then the idea of... Like, Relationship status. It, yeah, oh. the, the second you got a boyfriend or someone said you something like minimum... Like, You didn't wait. You just got to your profile and changed from single to on a relationship and just tagged the person and it became like a post and people could like it and comment on it. And it now seems like the most unhinged idea. Like to me, that seems creepier than whatever I'm doing, stalking random people. <laughs> like why would someone do that? Like it's insane. But well, that's no, even more creepy is when you change it from being in a relationship to not being in a relationship. Yeah. It makes a story. You're like, no, yeah. hang on, hang on. Don't bloody do and that. you It's would like... have to do that because if not, it would stay up and with the person tagged. So you would have to tell your whole family, your friends, the people you work with that you broke up, like in a Facebook post. And also the other person maybe only discovers through that post. <laughs> Oh, that, there must be so you, many ben? stories of that happening. It's like, what? It happened to you, Ben. I, I, I'm not going to go into it. But it was a mistake, and I apologize thoroughly. Because you, you, you were the one her breaking someone's heart. I was trying to hide the damn relationship status on Facebook. And you took and you and you de 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 relationed. <laughs> and she got a notification like you are no longer oh in a relationship. Oh my god! <laughs> so that was that, that was I an interesting. Am, you're so going sorry. to hell. Dinner. I wasn't There's trying no to do it. I, I, I wasn't trying to do it. <laughs> you're like the couch guy type of species. <laughs> Why do you think I felt for the couch guy? Do you remember I was asking yeah, you that for was him? the reason. Yeah, yeah. Couch guy. Couch guy. <laughs> I forgot about couch guy. That was last week or something. You can't, you know. 
Um, well, yeah, no normal functional beings of society would never do that because what if yeah it it look it's insane. You just post casually a person from time to time on like in subtle ways on your story of their dog, of their back in an art gallery, a blurry abstract picture on the last slide of a photo dam. That that's how it works. Like there's there's nothing better than being casual with a person you have been with for years. <laughs> Because only after you are super decided that this is the person, only after marriage and a couple kids, then maybe maybe it can be negotiated to put the person in the first, no, not the first, maybe the second slide of a photo dump, like, and maybe the face can be seen more clearly than a blurry picture. But if it, if it's not that, if it's not marriage and kids, it don't, don't post, like, don't be, don't hard launch anything because it's bad for uh, the brand. The problem then is when you're married with kids, you've got absolutely no time to update your 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 social media status. Mm -hmm. So you know, so ne never, never post anything about your your partner. Just don't okay. because if you're not married, you're you shouldn't do it. And if you are, you don't have time. Is this why Facebook shares have fallen so much recently? Uh, you I totally, totally must be. You've wiped off like billions <laughs> yeah, of value. Yeah, the, the, the only reason you would go on Facebook is to see people hard launching their relationship. And now it's not a thing. Because soft launching is like the cooler, more mysterious end of the spectrum of this, of suddenly posting a selfie with your new girlfriend, boyfriend, making the duck face or posting a photo with a selfie stick kissing with a long cheesy caption saying how in love you are Ooh. like I, it, it's it's not uh, like it's not a not 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 a good thing to do now it's we're self-launching get on with the times but when i was writing this i was thinking i wish i wish i could be as free as a person who decides i don't care i'm gonna post uh, like my sister i'm gonna her her dirty laundry here but my sister is like the cringiest person because she would do that she would post like the other day she posted like a story of her and her boyfriend on like a, a club like being all this cheesy and 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 kissing i didn't remember i thought Like, that's horrible. But then I think... <laughs> Poor your yeah. sister. Oh, my God, what a drag. I, I know she doesn't listen to this, so... <laughs> Hi. Oh, that's what you think. Wait till you get... <laughs> um, but, yeah, but then I remember, you have to be cringe to be free. And my sister is the most <laughs> free person you will ever meet because she doesn't care to be cringe. Yep. And, and that's freedom. That is true. That is true. I, I totally agree. And, you know, there I was when we when we were sort of on the on the on our internal slack about talking about the topics we were going to discuss. I thought you were going to turn into a hype beast this week and talk about Uber hip skate brand Palace because they constantly soft launch product. And I was like, yeah, can we talk about pa the Palace soft launching? The, the, <laughs> I'm like, what? You all of a sudden you're into Palace? And it's like, no, you're talking about Queen Elizabeth. I'm uh, talking about the, the actual Palace. The Royal Palace. The Royal Palace. Buckingham. Because if we have learned something about the Queen is that you cannot, you can sub-launch a lot of other things because it started with relationships, but you can sub-launch, well, you if you sub-launch your relationship, you should sub-launch your breakup too. Like there's tips on TikTok on how to do it. You can post a selfie of a new haircut or a sunset picture with an ambiguous inspirational quote or a thirst trap. 
then you self launched that you're you have broken up with this relationship you first self launched. But uh, not only that, uh, you could self launch that you moved to somewhere, or even your sexuality, <laughs> or as an iconic person would do, you can self launch your upcoming death. And to me, that there's nothing more iconic than that. And only the queen, a queen, a true queen, an iconic queen, and never repeated and only the, as you said the, the the only queen we respect um would do that and i love that for her and you s know what i saw this morning on twitter uh uh like uh, a news another news headline the one that i said i would say um by the end of of my rant and it's like the bbc or i don't know which um which um, news tabloid said it but uh -huh. they they had to put out a statement saying that the queen Queen Elizabeth II is alive. Rumors of her death denied. Like they have, to, they knew I would come here and, <laughs> and say that the Queen is stop launching her death, and they don't want to because if you point out that that someone is stop launching something, you take out all 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 the cool part about it, which is the the subtle and the mysterious. So they had to put out a headline like, "No, no, 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 she's not dying. She's not dying. I'm not in a relationship, or I'm not whatever." <laughs> But but cheese because that's what a soft lunch would do. Well, Deny. Well, <laughs> we're all dying, aren't we? None of us is infinite time. We're all dead inside. Thank you, Mara. Let's 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 listen to a fitting song for this end of segment. I'm thinking Morrissey is someone who could definitely do with soft launches of his opinions, couldn't he? Rather than wading in, sort of uh, boot deep, anyway. <laughs> anyway, last Friday saw the release of Pray For, the debut solo album from Alice Glass, the lead singer from Canadian witch house glitch pop duo Crystal Castles. Her story is a powerful tale of empowerment because Glass split from Crystal Castles in 2014, alleging that her partner in the band, Ethan Kath, subjected her to all sorts of mental, sexual and physical abuse since before she even joined the band. According to her testimony, which you can read in full on her website, aliceglass.com, he preyed on her while she was still in the 10th grade high, in high school, grooming her, manipulating her and always keeping her insecure and heavily controlled. As she wrote on that post, leaving Crystal Castles was the single most difficult decision I've ever made. The band was everything to me. My music, my performances, and my fans were all I had in the world. I gave that up 
and started over not because I wanted to, but because I had to. As difficult as it was, I knew that leaving was one of the best decisions I've ever made. It has taken me years to recover from enduring almost a decade of abuse, manipulation and psychological control. I am still recovering. Wait, mm-hmm. Maybe you should just say he denies all allegations. Oh yes, yeah, so he, he denies all allegations and in fact uh, Crystal, he, he found a replacement singer and he, he well Crystal Castle still is uh, in uh, operational I guess but um, yeah. Um, but this this record is a triumph, I guess, because creatively it demonstrates that even though Kath did his best to convince her that she had replaceable talent, it is clear that she is the unique and charismatic goth front woman that we've been missing for so long. Alice Glass, together with Grimes, are two of the most influential talents that define a lot of what's being made these days by people like 100 Gex, Charlie XCX when she goes PC, and all the hyper-pop movement. It's pure justice that she's managed to overcome the years of trauma and abuse to release music again and even go on tour again. Um, although it is kind of ironic that she's going to be touring supporting Marilyn Manson, who's also deep in allegations of mm, all kinds of physical and mental abuse. Of Anyway, uh, but and it, let's talk about the record. Ben, what's your professional opinion of the record? I found it... Um, it was very, very, very difficult to listen to, which isn't because it's a bad record, just because it is so emotional. And um, given her experiences over the the past few years, um, and she really goes into them head on, and it's just genuinely kind of um, unpleasant to listen to and in a way it should be unpleasant if you see what I mean yeah. you know if you're talking about these kind of things you don't want to have I mean well you can do it have, have a whichever way feels right to you but it kind of like you know this is very 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 serious subjects and she deals with them very well I mean I I wasn't a big fan of Crystal Castles to be honest um, but I thought she was by an absolute mile the most interesting thing about them an absolutely incredible uh, front woman, incredible singer, incredible uh, show person. Like yeah. just, a, 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 and um, I thought it was the the beats, the other bits that that let it quite down. So I'm really, really glad to see her um, uh, coming out with this. Um, it's not my kind of thing. I, I've I've got to say um, this kind of um, gothy electro pop, which I guess we could say is not is not my kind of. I don't. I don't particularly like Grimes, for example, who's another someone you might kind of compare it to. Uh, and much to your consternation, I don't like Nine Inch Nails particularly either. Which uh, <laughs> um, so I found it like it is kind of hard because like I'm really glad it's out there and I'm really glad she's gone and you know produced something so incredibly cathartic and personal yeah. and 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 deep. Um, would I listen to it much? Almost certainly not. I mean, it does have it has it does have a couple of hits to say it that way, in the sense that you know you can you can put this into DJ sets and 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 it's something that's been made of it. You know, she's she's taken this catharsis, but whereas a lot of her the singles that she'd been releasing uh, for the last couple of years uh, and the EPs, they were a little bit um, less accessible, shall we say? This album has a bit of a poppier element, and it, it's it's haunting that she's called it "Pray For" because obviously she was prayed on according to her testimony and she must have felt the need to be prayed for so many years while 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 uh, while still part of crystal castles uh and there's songs like i trusted you you know it's it's it really is 
heartbreaking now that we know her her side of of her story. You know, it's like wow, this really is, as you say, a, a very cathartic record, and it and it can become. Um, a flagship, shall we say, for a lot of people who've suffered that kind of trauma or abuse. And there's another interesting thing about the title is the the Roman numeral four, right? Because all the Crystal Castles albums were Roman numerals one, two, and three, and this is like four. And it's interesting because a lot of the story of her uh, tortured relationship with Ethan Kath, their, so especially in their creative partnership, was that he always diminished her. He always kind of threatened that she was replaceable, according to her. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, whatever. Um, uh, and, 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 and she always said, spoke about how she, you know, even though we all always, I always felt the same as you, Ben. She was way, by far, the most interesting thing. And I loved watching her live. And it was like, wow, Crystal Castles, we have to see this, you know, because she always gave it all. She was incredibly cathartic on stage as well and aggressive and throwing herself around. And there's that... Um, footage of her at sonar uh, that that infamous sonar gig where she had microphone troubles like you couldn't hear her microphone and we don't i think there was even talk of like that he turned her microphone down or maybe she turned her microphone off or it, it just wasn't working you know sometimes these things happen at festivals and uh, she, and, and everyone's like ah oh, really angry because we can't hear her sing and you can only hear and it was like pitch black and then the strobe lights it was really a, a very visceral performance and she ended up being um, dragged off stage and fighting with security you know she was lashing back and she would say in her concerts she used to lash out and punch people because first of all guys would grope the hell out of her you know putting uh, putting their hands on her and stuff and she'd still jump into these crowds and people would like and then she kind of recounts the fact that Ethan Kath would kind of encourage this like you know because he wasn't dumb. He knew that he had like an incredible talent with her and 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 it was part of the Crystal Castle's uh, special thing, you know, these these performances that were punk and uh, and dark and gothy and it went with the glitch and uh, it's, it's now you watch it and you cringe a little bit because you see the crowds in Sonar, you know, like uh, clapping and cheering like thinking, "Oh, this is an incredible spectacle," but you but now we know that this was her lashing out like uh, look, I'm in, I'm in the shit here, you know. I'm, 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 I'm. This is my catharsis, you know. And I'm punching, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm screaming, but I'm crying for help in a way, you know. And and we were all just sort of cynically like, ah, you know, like this is wonderful. This is so much fun, you know. Uh, um, uh, yeah. But uh, but she she seems like she's in a good place right now, and uh, it's a it's a creative it's a creative triumph, as I said. Uh, I'm really happy that she's going to be touring again and, and, and on her own terms. And she's got uh, one of the guys from Health, or who used to be in Health, is her creative partner now, and he seems to be a, a good uh, musical companion as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a welcome release. What do you make of it, Mo? I, I don't know what to say, because after hearing like the context of, of this album, I, I didn't do my research about it, and I I think I would now listen to it completely different not like I listened to it as if I I thought about it like as a kind of more emo 100 gags um, kind of situation like mm. a bit of poppy I thought too um, but now I I don't know it, um, maybe I like the, the emo it's not like an aesthetic like it is an aesthetic choice but it also talks about something she's lived through and and I don't know. I think I really like when we get uh, this a story behind that. I'm not saying all art has to have a, a purpose like this, but it's interesting to know 
when when it does. Mm-hmm. Well, Pray For is, is out now. You can listen to it and we'll listen to a little bit of Baby Teeth. Dancey, dancey, dancey. Let's get in a dancey move. If there's someone, if there's anyone who's an authority on one of the greatest dance duos in the world, Daft Punk, it is Mr. Ben Cardew. You're excited today. I am. Well, yesterday was the anniversary of the band splitting up and everyone all over the internet was going, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then basically I was just thinking, no, I don't think anything's going to happen. You know, it's just a year past. And then like these new social media posts uh, appeared. And it was like, oh my God, they've launched a Twitter. They, they, they've, there's some new Instagram posts. And everyone's going, I can't believe it. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And um, uh, it was really nice to feel that kind of excitement. People like going, oh, they're going to reform. You know, it was all like a joke. Don't worry, they're coming out for a tour. It's all going to be brilliant, that, that kind of thing. Uh, and eventually they didn't reform and there's no new music, but they did sort of, um, they streamed on Twitch this uh, Los Angeles gig from 1997, which is like this legendary gig everyone's been, been wanting to oh. see. Yeah. Um, and they also announced the re-releases of two of their albums, which was which was quite a beautiful thing. And it was such a, it was such a nice thing, you know, because it was just like... Everyone was so excited about music, and I was so excited about what, what was coming out. And then, okay, so there are a few people that were like not so, you know, who were like, "Oh well, I kind of wish they had announced they were going to reform." But like, everyone was just like really enjoying this music and this kind of thing. I thought it was a very, very classy way in which they did the the, the whole comeback, basically. And <laughs> that's what I love about Daft Punk. Everything they do is so classy. I love classy, and I like tacky as well. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's a new uh, 25th anniversary version of uh, Homework. And do you know what? They didn't. It's like, okay, you can buy the expensive record for X amount of money. Or, you know what? Go listen to it on streaming right now. And it's like, I, I, and obviously that's what I went and do. And it's like a collection of all of these remixes that basically uh, I knew from the time, but uh-huh. like weren't available on streaming. Some are quite obscure, like this one we can hear uh, playing at the moment. Really, really nice. Really give a lot of context to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked many times about how a lot of Daft Punk remixes rooms of Daft Punk tunes I mean are absolutely terrible but these are uh, the best basically and the album is absolutely fantastic it just made me really happy to put it on today and go listen to it and everyone's still talking about it everyone's still like yeah I can't believe it happened and also I'm so glad that uh, this has happened now when my book is already <laughs> released because otherwise I'd have to <laughs> bloody rewrite the thing again and that would be an yes dear thing. listeners I re- I'd like to remind you that Ben Cardew wrote a fantastic book titled Daft Punk Discovery, The Future Unfurled, uh, focusing on discovery and the history of Daft Punk and all of their influences. So don't be shy, Ben. You know, there's a few copies that you might be able to sell on the back of this wonderful new news of the anniversary. Exactly. Please do. Please do go. Because if you can listen to the album for free, right, assuming you've signed up for a streaming service, <laughs> right, well, well what, you might just have like 18 euros burning a hole in your pocket, <laughs> you know. And I know I can think of a few better places where that would go rather than buying 
Uh, exactly. Remember. You have kids who have to go to college. <laughs> they need shoes for crying out loud. Do you know how quickly they go through shoes? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of shoes, uh, we are going to be repeating our... Uh, oh, can we say it? That we're going to be pairing with the think, Electronic Festival. It's not been announced. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Damn it. Okay, okay. There's a meeting. Okay, okay. Let's not. Okay. That, but there, we might be in a shoe store uh, soon doing a special broadcast. Uh, that's all we can say. About. We can soft launch it. We can, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, everything falls into place. There's going to be an exclusive. Mars going to be giving exclusive uh, analysis of the differences between early and mid Chicago house with reference to drum Basically, machine programming. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Hang on. Was David Bowie's death a soft launch? Did he soft launch his death? No, because he released well, his album the day he, he kind before. of did, didn't he? Like, yeah, I mean, the Black Star. is not a pioneer. She's just copying David Bowie's move. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the community manager of the Royal Palace, I think, <laughs> the, is <laughs> the gay intern. Taking the gay intern. But why? Why? Why gay? Like, what? Only because the only the girls and the gays know what's up. And <laughs> and that's that's why it wasn't some. To- it's because if you have watched the series The Crown, my one of my favorite characters from the, se- the first season and the second is Tommy Le Shields, uh, who's a historical character. He was the, he was the the person who dealt with interpalace liaisons and and interpalace business, right? So he was always like advising Queen Elizabeth on how to you know how to act or uh, how to follow whenever there was a situation to be dealt with within the palace or, with, or, or outside, not in the public. And it's like, God, wouldn't it be amazing if we had someone like Tommy LaShields handling the community management? <laughs> At least the way he's portrayed in the series. He's, he's a, fan, a fabulous character. Although um, the way he's portrayed in the series, he I don't can't, can't see him being on TikTok. You know no, what I mean? It's like, that, yeah, yeah. we shall send out a letter, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no nonsense, Tommy LaShields. scared me. Yes. Fabulous. And, um, well, we're going to finish off with a little bit of uh, sad news. We woke up this morning uh, with the tragic news that lead singer and co-founder of Streaming Trees and former member of Queens of the Stone Age, Mark Lanigan, has died. Um, According to one of the many obituaries you can read uh, today, he was a beloved singer, songwriter, author and musician. He was 57 and is survived by his wife, Shelley. Uh, He died in his home in Ireland in Limerick was it? Well, anyway, uh, well, anyway, I don't know. He was living in, in Ireland. Uh, no other information is available at this time. The family asks everyone to respect their privacy at this time. He had one of the most singular, gravelly voices that fitted his songs of doom and despair. He shall be missed. Uh, he was in County Kerry. I, I just one of the things I I remember reading in uh, December. It was is there's an excerpt from uh, his book uh, Devil in a Coma, uh, which the Guardian ran, which was about him. Uh, Nelly dying of COVID and it is really moving it's really really horrendous and, and, and you know I felt very sorry incredibly well written um, and incredibly sad basically yeah. well, that's, the, that's the great thing of the artistry of Mark Lanigan is he was always like one of those doomed singers you know or, or he had that kind of that was his aesthetic and his his, his art right and, and, and he was very coherent all throughout from Screaming Trees to his solo stuff the albums he did with Isabel Campbell Isabel or Isabel? Isabel 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 my name is Isabel Isabel who used to be in Bell and Sebastian those albums Hawk you know standout albums really really good doomed country ballads or country ballads just just yeah ballads uh, very much in the style of Nick Cave and stuff if you're not familiar with Mark Lanigan's music go check it out on streaming services and, and pay your respects by listening to his music um 
Well, there's so much news, so many things happening in the world. Uh, we're we're uh, we're looking forward to festival seasons that's round the corner. As I said, uh, never mind 2023, 2022. Let's focus. Primavera Sound is round the corner, and if you're listening to us from Brazil, Argentina, mm-hmm. Chile, Los Angeles, or Oporto, you're also going to be enjoying the Primavera Sound editions in those cities with their con- with their um, lineups. Uh, so uh, we're all very excited to be listening to music live again. Uh, with loads of people wearing masks, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm improvising here. I'm speedballing. <laughs> uh, no more soft launches. Lo- proper launches. I like the soft launch. Um, <laughs> let's let's fade out with Mark Lanigan. Anything else, Ben? You looked at me. <laughs> now I was wondering where you were going. I know, because I'm looking <laughs> at my computer. Like I, I'm thinking that uh, there was something else that I read, uh, the, 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 but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, we say goodbye with Mark Lanigan. Every day a prayer for what I never knew